No one has the balls to stand up like I'm doing right now. Stop the crap already. We're all Americans. We're all equal. I don't see black. I don't see Asian. I don't see anything but American. Hi, everybody. Welcome to One Tough Podcast. I haven't been around in a while, but we have a lot of interesting stuff that we got to get into. I think the most important thing that we have to get into is what has happened in our great city here with the miscarriage of justice with my friend, my bodega worker, that finally, finally, the bodega worker was released. And uh, and I think it was Bragg was very, very upset that he was released. I don't think he was too happy about it. I think, in, in effect, he was really unhappy. This is this bodega worker who is minding his own business. I think he's working three jobs. And uh, he uh, had this guy approach him, and he he grabbed him, and he was, he was in fear for his life. And uh, he did what he had to do. It was a thing called self-defense. And uh, hooray to Jose Alba. And I tell you what, I'm going to take a trip up. I think it's 139th Street up and up. And I'm going to buy some. I'm going to buy a couple of cases of beer, I think, and bring them back to my office. And thank you, Jose Alba, for doing what you're doing. And I hear that he became a regular American citizen or he applied. He has a green card. He did it the right way. This is a hard-working American from the Dominican Republic that was attacked, and God bless him so much, and thank you for everybody who reached out. My my dear friend Curtis Sliwa, everybody was on top of this. Believe me, Bragg didn't do this because he wanted to do this. Bragg did this because he had to do it. And you know what? He should be eliminated. And Hochul, I'm reaching out to you again, Hochul. I know some things, Hochul. I know you want to run for governor. I got some stuff on you. So I would think if you tell Mr. Bragg that he should find another job, I could support that very, very, very much. And then we go to what happened this week with this real hero. You know, we heard about this mall shooting over here in Indiana in the Greenwood Park Mall. This 22-year-old that I can't keep talking about. His name is Elisha Dickin, and I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing your name properly. All of a sudden, he was in a shopping mall, and he was uh, in this Greenwood shopping mall over in Indiana, and this little punk comes in there. He goes into the men's room, and he's in there for almost an hour, and he comes out with his AR-15 and a handgun, and he starts shooting everybody. People don't understand something. When people start shooting, normal people run the other way, but but Mr. Dickin here, he didn't run the other way. He had his girlfriend. He went, he's a licensed gun-carrying American, a law-abiding citizen, and he stopped probably a massive massacre. He had more than 100 rounds. So our friend Mr. Dickin then saw this happening. When you shoot a firearm, a pistol, you're not really that accurate from far away as far as he was. But he was a winner to me. And he gets the Bo Deedle One Tough Cop Award, Elisha Dickin and Indiana. He shoots this creep in the head, pops a shot on his head. He goes down, saving a lot of people, four dead, and God knows how many more could have been killed. And this brings me to our policy in New York with our Governor Hochul. You know, we have this new law that was passed by the Supreme Court about gun carrying, which I carry a gun all the time, and I use it for only one reason, to protect people, protect my family, or protect myself. And that's the right that we have. I mean, we could go right with the carry policy in Indiana, which I think should be adhered here into New York, not 
where you can't bring a gun into Times Square. God knows you need a gun in Times Square. What in the hell wouldn't you want to carry a gun in Times Square if you have a license and you have the right to carry and you're bringing your family to see the old M&M place over there going to a Broadway show? You know what? You have a right to carry a firearm. You should have the right to have it to protect you and your family. And a lot of these people, as we saw with my real new hero, Mr. Dick in there, where they took action against other people getting shot. He was not the victim, and his girlfriend weren't the victim. He could have ran the other way, but he didn't run. He confronted that piece of garbage, popped a shot in his head, and, and unloaded 10 shots, and he probably saved a lot of people. Oh, boy. The one tough cop award is to Elisha Dickin from Indianapolis. And you know what? He should be called into the White House. You know, they pop these Medals of Freedoms around to that purple hair, lesbianic, whatever her name is. I forget what her name is. And they gave her the Medal of Freedom. What'd she do? She didn't do nothing. This is a real American hero. He should get the Medal of Freedom Award from this president. But it ain't going to happen. It's not good. And uh, we go along. So part of the things I look at the policies of Indiana with carrying a gun. And here are some of the things. Uh, you can't be a convicted felon. Uh, you can't have a pending felony case there. Uh, and you're not unlawfully in this country. In other words, you can't be one of these uh, people that jump across the border and carry a gun. No, 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 no. No domestic violence. You can't be involved with that. No orders of protection. And red flag gun removal. If you're a red flag gun removal, obviously you can't carry a gun. Or... If you're dishonorably discharged from the military, no, 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 no. Uh, or somebody who was dishonorably discharged. I think that this is a very good law. This is what they call a compromise on this law. The same thing as I talk, and I know it's one of the real touchy things, the abortion issue with the, with the uh, Supreme Court. But again, there's got to be a compromise. Hell, you know, we don't have to wait for a woman to be nine months pregnant and pull a child out. There should be some sort of a compromise so many months or weeks. I don't know exactly, but this is what we have to do in America. We have to compromise. It's not the, or your way or the highway. And that's our biggest problems uh, as far as compromise. Nobody wants to compromise. And uh, yeah, we, we have this issue now with these uh, uh, qualified immunity in New York. You know, for police right now, police are not actively doing what they should be doing. They're afraid. They're afraid, again, of losing their job. Not just losing their job, losing their home that they have, their mortgage and all that, and getting fired. But now, with this qualified immunity nonsense, they could go after them and sue them. So would you, would you... Uh, uh, do anything if you were a cop, if you know you're going to lose your job, you're going to lose your house, and then you're going to get charged with some kind of a civil action. It's, it's ridiculous. Last year, over $350 million was given out to these frivolous lawsuits. How about a guy who fired shots at a cop, the cop shot back at him, and then all of a sudden he's paralyzed. Oh, but he sues the cop. And you know what they do? They dish out... $20 million to him. $350 million of city money is going to these criminals. This is now, something's wrong with this whole picture. And then hey, we got this great thing that happened. My friend that I ran as mayor against, Big Bird de Blasio, this big six foot seven 
moron with no ball cetacean. That means he may be six foot seven, but his testicles are BB balls, BB balls. Now I'm going to be a congressman. How about we have the U.S. attorney revisit all the things that I talked about during my campaign, like the two fellas from Brooklyn who were giving bribes to somebody. Again, the law of bribery is you have a bribe giver, and then you have a bribe receiver. The bribe givers were convicted, but the bribe receiver was Mayor de Blasio. We must go after Mayor de Blasio and his wife. She still can't explain what she did with a billion dollars with Operation Thrive. She was thriving, thriving on a billion dollars, where she can't even explain what she did with it. I want an investigation. God knows they investigate everything else. This should not go away. This is what they talk, call stealing, stealing money, stealing money for the city. And Bill de Blasio, I'll say it right out. You're a thief and your wife is a thief. And why don't you sue me and let's depose me? I would welcome that tomorrow. Come on, big bird. Stop hiding in Brooklyn there, you big jerk. Oh, boy. Speaking of jerks, we, I would love to see uh, the other day with the demonstration outside of the Supreme Court. All of a sudden, there was a demonstration and my favorite bartender, Miss No Brain, all of a sudden, she I think she went to college. She was a bartender. Did you ever hear her interview? I'm talking about the one and only AOC, the moron who's been elevated, the bartender moron who's been elevated and, and, and elected as a congressperson from New York. You ever see her in an interview? She can't do an interview unless she's laying down her, all her liberal socialist platforms. But if you ask her a simple question about Palestinians, about Israel, about it, she don't have a clue. She has a clue. She can make a whiskey sour. I think she makes one of the best whiskey sours, or she could make a mimosa, but she doesn't know a damn thing about being a congressperson. And now out and out lying, she was in front of the Supreme Court, and the officers there were arresting people for disorderly conduct. So all of a sudden, she's read, she's being walked by the officer there. She puts her hands behind her back like she's handcuffed. What do you think? We're stupid, AOC? Ocasio-Cortez, whatever the hell your name is. This is one moron. Now, I tell you what, if she runs against Schmuck Schumer, she might become a a United States senator. And this just shows you the mentality of people who are voters. Doesn't voting people realize something? What is affecting you right now? What's affecting you the most with me is the inflation. That's that's pretty bad. But more so than is the crime problem that is occurring across this country. Crime is prevalent all over this country. Every day, we just had a, a movie crew in Brooklyn, and I'm doing a few movies. I'm doing the, I'm doing the Godfather Harlem Gravesend. One of the people working on the movie uh, was asked somebody to move their car, and the guy came out and shot the man dead. This is a union guy in New York City, a worker that was shot dead over a friggin' parking space. This is the the advent of all these guns. And I sat, and I'll say it right out. I talked to the mayor, Eric Adams, who I supported for the last 18 years and raised a lot of damn money. I also sat with the first deputy mayor of New York City, the first deputy mayor on safety for New York City. His name is Philip Banks. He used to be the chief of the New York City Police Department. And again, I brought out the solution. And this solution, I tell everybody, everybody goes, oh, Bill, what a good idea. Here's a good idea. We have a 
surge of illegal guns across this country. Not the mass shooters that make the headlines. Again, we went over it. 4% of murders across this country are mass shooting. The rest are the regular Democratic city, Democratic states, the illegal guns killing our black and brown community people. Remember... 21,000 murderers last year across this country. 13,000 were blacks, killed 98% by blacks. What we're talking about is Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, New York, Los Angeles, across our country, all for one reason. They have one thing in common. They're all Democratic-run cities and states. And this is what's killing America. When you got 21,000 murders... And we're talking about 4% of them on a mass shooting. I think the everyday murders, probably totaling 25, 30 a day, these are the ones that are killing our inner cities, our communities. These are why people are afraid to go out of their houses. So crime elevates itself to the number one issue as far as I'm concerned. Then we talk about inflation. Damn it, all I got to say is I just tried to buy a dozen eggs, and the eggs is tripled, man. And the guy says, well, look, if you don't take those eggs, they're going to be gone in another hour. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to notice a little bit. There's nothing on the shelves. I try to get some Visine for my eyes to clear up my eyes when they get red. No Visine, no none, no toothpaste, no this, none that. Everything is being wiped out. The, the, the supply chains are dwindling down, and things are getting real bad. For some reason, the market, the real estate market, is really high for rentals and co-ops and condos in this city and across the country. But... It's going to be a big surprise. And if you're a real estate owner, here's the advice of Bo Deedle. Sell what you got. Become cash king because it's going to dwindle down. And you know what? It's nice to have some potatoes in your pocket. And talking about potatoes, uh, uh, and again, going back to the crime thing, so many of these things are not reported. And my other hero is my friend from West Virginia. Joe Manchin, thank God for you, Joe. And I tell you what, if you ran for president of the United States of America, Joe Manchin, I would vote for you over everybody, over the Republicans, whoever the Democrats want. Joe Manchin should run for president. Run as a Democrat, Joe. And then maybe you'll get some of the moderate, sensible Democrats and Republicans to vote for you because you stood your ground when you told Biden, this airhead, that you were not going to vote for more taxing and all that. Congratulations so much to you for drawing the line and not letting them walk all over you like this. And I'm very proud of Leah Thomas, six foot five, has got a Sri Lanka bigger than my Sri Lanka, and now all of a sudden they want him to win the swimmer of the year in the NCAA. When are we gonna stop? These poor women that train their hearts out and try to win these tournaments, now they have to go against a guy. That's like me arm wrestling a lady or me doing a push-up contest against a lady. You can't do it. God made me different. God made you different. That's why there's women's volleyball, men's volleyball. That's why we have two different leagues. God made your components different than my components. Strength 
strength-wise and all that. So I feel sorry for the female swimmers that put their whole life into training, and they should be the ones that are being on it. And then you get this this uh, translucent transformer, whatever the hell they call them things. I don't even know. And I'm sorry. You're going to get mad at me for saying it. I apologize because I don't know, and I'm not homophobic. I just don't know. I just don't like the idea about a six-foot-five guy taking on women and competing in the same sports. That's my feeling. It's not the feeling of WABC. It's not the feeling of anybody but Bo Deedle. And I thank you for listening because I kind of tell the truth, and that's the way I feel about it. Eh, Let's talk about some other things here. Now we have a new story over here where some... Poor lady, some lady who was uh, in her 60s, was walking in the street. She was a grandmother, 57 years old, Jill LaCroix. She's walking down the street, and these animals, that's the only way I could describe, three female animals came by, and they would—they start beating the hell out of her because she mentioned about she liked Donald Trump. And they beat her into the ground. I mean, you can't even have an opinion anymore. Everything in today's world, everything in today's world is—, is, is uh, anti-Trump, anti-this. Hey, damn, you know what? Donald Trump, I know 40 years. Let's talk about my relationship. I know him forever and ever. Donald Trump is a lying narcissist, but he's my lying narcissist. His policies were wonderful. And again, I spoke to him about two and a half years ago. I said, Mr. President, I said, why don't you apologize to Senator McCain's family about what you said, that he was not a hero? Damn you, Donald. He was a real hero. He was in that Hanoi Hilton there for seven years. They broke his arms and everything. And you know what he said to me? Bo, who am I? I said, you're the president. He goes, that's why I'm the president, because I do what I want. I looked in his eyes and I said to myself, you know what? The problem with Donald Trump is not his policies. He has great policies. Very smart man. The problem is he has to show humility. He has to show compassion. These words he doesn't know about, and I mean, there's no one around him that can talk to him because it's his way or the highway. And God knows, God knows we've seen, we've seen enough of uh, people that were thrown out of the administration by uh, President Trump there at that time. And a lot of them are damn good people, and he doesn't want to listen to anybody. If you're not going to listen to anybody, then you can't be the president of all people. All right. Now let's get back to my girlfriend, uh, Governor Hoko. Okay. Uh, Governor, you like helicopters? You like planes too. Holy macaroni. You're talking about a hundred flights. You're talking about in the last six and a half months, 100 flights flying you all over there, flying up there to uh, where uh, your uh, husband has that uh, stadium up there, taking care of all that stuff up there and all these things. And in reality, we got to watch. There's a lot of gas. Gas is soaring and you got to take it easy. Cars work okay, but they use gas too. But take your foot off the pedal, okay? Because your foot is on the pedal. You're using a lot of gas. Also, I talked to a candidate, Lee Zeldin, the other day. And I mentioned to Lee because he said to me, you know what, Bo, I'm going hi- to come out with a statement that I'm going to bring in a special prosecutor to prosecute gun arrests in New York. I said, Lee, you, 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 you just, you're doing nothing. You have a special prosecutor to prosecute gun arrests. Only problem is 
the DAs and these morons in the state assembly and the state senate with their bail reform means you'll have your state prosecutor will prosecute them and they'll block them up. And then all of a sudden the DAs will release them under the bail reform. So you just... Peeing into a hurricane. You know what peeing in a hurricane means? Try to pee when there's a hurricane. For some reason, the pee goes right into your face, and that's what happens. I said, Lee, here's what we got to do. You got to take my idea. And again, if I offended anybody, it's me talking. It's not the radio station. I've been around for a while, and God knows I love this city. I have my family, my grandchildren in this family, in this city, and I love the people of this city, all the people. And when I was a cop and detective, I was a servant to the black and Hispanic community. That's where I cho- chose to work to help the people who were the most important victims in this city. And I stand by that. And what I talk f- from is experience. I'm not one of these uh, radio announcers that never walked the walk. I've walked the walk. I've been stabbed. I've been shot at. Hospitalized 30 times for this city. A decoy 500 times. I know what's out there. So when I talk experience is what I'm talking about and I just want everyone to always remember look around your surroundings and and make sure you know what's going on don't turn your head away look right in the eye of the person you think's going to effectively go after you and you don't cower because that they love that it's like the Kalahari desert they see somebody wounded or somebody shy they come after you look right in their eyes and say you know what this ain't going down easy and again everyone be safe and Please keep listening to Bo Deedle's One Tough Podcast and Bo Deedle's True Crime Stories. We'll be talking to you next week. God bless everybody. Good, healthier families. And signing off, One Tough Podcast, Bo Deedle. Thank you. Bo-